Good morning. I'm Thad Lanthrop. I'm the administrative pastor here at Church in the Valley. And today we're we're continuing our message series called Immeasurably More. Over the last two weeks, we, we've taken a look at the generosity of God. Our goal in this series is to really draw attention to God's goodness and his provision for us and show how his generosity can become the well of resources from which we can be generous ourselves. If you've missed any of the messages, I'd like, I just want to let you know, you could, you can listen to them online at churchinthevalley.com. But this week we're really turning a corner. Um, from the last two weeks have been a lot of perspective on God's generosity to us. And this week we're turning the corner to take a look at how we can live generous lives ourselves. Um, I don't know uh, if you've ever been really blessed by by someone, um, but whenever somebody spends time with me or gives me a, a big gift or um, does something for me, it, it, it creates this response in me that I want to do the same thing either to them or to someone else. And this, I, I, the first time my wife and I uh, moved, my wife Jean and I moved, we had several friends from, from our church. They came and helped us. And they helped me move the big furniture. Wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. Would have had to hire somebody. They, they helped, um, they just helped the move go a lot faster. And I remember after that thinking, you know what, the next time somebody asks me to help them move, I'm going to do it. Because I remember just the help that 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 was that that dynamic it can be seen at christmas time too that gift response dynamic um when you give a gift to a kid you get an immediate response if it's clothes you get clothes Uh, i kind of wanted a toy if it's a toy you, you know that they really wanted you get this big this big response We have to be trained to be grateful for whatever we get. Our parents have to train us. My wife and I, we're getting ready for Christmas, and we have a a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. And And so the the two older ones, we're we're trying, we're, we're prepping them, getting ready. No matter what you get, remember, we're thankful. We're grateful for what we get, even if it's not exactly what what you wanted. But this attitude that, that we see there, that, that's actually, it, it's a good picture of our relationship to God. We have to be trained. We have to learn how to be grateful to God for, for what he's done, for sending his son Jesus. This is the time of year where we celebrate Jesus being born. We have to learn to be grateful for what that really means. So what difference does Jesus make for for my own generosity? That's what we're going to take a look at today. In the Bible, we have many examples of of people experiencing the generosity of of God and then responding to it. And this time of the year, there's a lot that we hear about the Christmas story. And so we're going to take a look at just a, a quick snippet This morning of of the Christmas story, and we're going to see some of the first responses to Jesus's birth from the wise men. Because their example, it shows us that God's generosity should compel us to become generous people. 
ourselves. So let's take a, a quick look here. Matthew 2, 1 through 2 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who, was, who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw this star when it, when it rose and have come to worship him. Now Herod had given instructions to, to kill Jesus. So he was sending them there as kind of scouts for him to come back and tell him where, where Jesus was because he was, he was worried. This, this man, this baby being born was called the king of the Jews and he was worried he was going to take some of his authority. So let's fast forward now. To Matthew 2, 9, 9 through 12. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was, where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now, you've probably heard heard the story of of Jesus being born before. And so we're not going to go into great detail on that story this morning. But there's a few things that jump out in this story. The first is the wise men, they, they, they took the time to travel and to go see Jesus. This wasn't a quick plane ride. This was a journey, a long journey that they had to take to go and see, see Jesus. The gift of Jesus was worthy of their sacrifice, both of time and gifts. And then they also, they, they brought they, they brought gifts. When, in those times when approaching royalty, you brought gifts to, to show that, that you were willing to submit to, their, to the king's rule, um, to submit and obey to them. So they were showing this submission through their gifts and through their praise and worship. The wise men's response, it sets a really good example for us of how to respond to God's generosity to us. But sometimes I don't really feel that generous. It's, it's kind of, it's hard for me to get over what I think I need or what I want. And there's some barriers that we all run into to generosity. One of those is we, we just, we don't think that we have anything to give. Um, it's very difficult to be generous if we don't think we have anything to offer, to, to be generous with. Another barrier is consumerism, wanting more and more and more stuff. Um, Giving Tuesday was started a few years back to combat the, the Black Friday consumerism, the Cyber Monday consumerism. But last year, on Cyber Monday, people spent $2 billion. On Giving Tuesday, people spent $40 million. Spending makes more sense. Consumerism, buying stuff, it makes more sense to us. Um, another barrier to generosity, lack of planning. We, we want to give. We, we have a heart to give. But we didn't quite get it into our budget and all the money's spent now. Or just fear. There's a fear that comes with, 
with being generous. To give of ourselves means that we might not have all that we need for what we want. One of the main barriers um, that, that we just looked at is just we don't think we have anything to give. Um, our perspective on this, it's really crucial. If we don't think we have anything to give, we're, we're not going to give it. Yet for most of us, we actually, we actually do. We have, we have extra in our lives. You might not feel like you have extra. I know I don't all the time, but let me just give you a little picture of, of what I mean by that. Many of us, we, we wake up each day and we put on a set of clothes to exercise in. Now, in my case, I don't put on those clothes, but I have them in the closet. <laughs> but we put on a, a set of clothes to exercise in. Then after we shower, we put on a set of clothes to, to go to work in or to go to school in. And then we come home and we, we get out of those clothes, put on some clothes to lounge in. And then even at night when we go to bed, we put on another set of clothes. Most of us have a car, but in the world, only 12% of people actually have cars. A lot of us have two. Phones, oftentimes we get new phones. Not because we need them, but because, well, this one's old. It's out of date. I could go on and on, but I think you, you get the, the point. We have extra in our lives. We may not feel like it, but compared to the rest of the world, we, we do. Um, the rest of the world looks at w- what we have and they, they wish they could just have a fraction of, of our extra. So when we compare ourselves to the rest of the world, should we just feel guilty about the extra that we have? No, no, no. We don't need to feel guilty. It's not an accident that we have extra. God's in control of it all. And if we have extra, it's because it, it, it's in his, his plan. But that leads us to the question, why? Why do we have extra? The answer to this is directly linked to the kind of generosity that God he wants us to have. God actually has a purpose for the extra in our lives. So what is our extra for? What's it not for? First of all, the extra, it's not for self-indulgence. Listen to this warning to rich people in James 5, 5. Now, remember, we have extra. So we would be the rich people it's talking about here. James 5, 5 says, You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. This verse, it's highlighting that that the attitude, the choice to just consume and consume and consume is, is treating money and our resources like an animal treats food. Animals, cows, they, they'll just keep eating. If you keep putting food in front of them, they'll just keep eating it and eating it, and eating it. And their approach to food is, is good for the rancher because the rancher gets paid by the pound. And so the rancher just keeps feeding them and feeding them until they get big enough to where he can maximize his, his profit. And they don't have the, the brains to reflect on the situation. They're not sitting there at the trough eating and, and, and looking around and saying, hey, where, where's Bob? He was here the other day. I mean, he was getting big, and then he's gone. Here's the point to, to that story. God's not a rancher, and you and I are not cattle. 
God is giving us resources so not just so that we can consume them and consume and then die with as much stuff attached to our name as, as we can. But that but that's usually our response to extra. We get extra extra income or an extra a gift of, of money comes in or something. And we think we immediately think, oh, I could get this with that. I could get a new car. I could get whatever it may be. And James is accusing those who keep consuming more and more of of acting like animals. He's saying, you're just fattening yourself up for the day of slaughter. You can't take that stuff with you when you die. So think about it. Stop. Think. You know you're going to die one day, so why all the the extra? Well, God doesn't want us to be self-indulgent. But he does want us to use the extra for our enjoyment. That's a big relief. God wants us to use it for our enjoyment. He doesn't want us to just just, um, have all this money and, and, and give it all away. He wants it to be a blessing to us. So let's take a look. 1 Timothy 6, 17. Command those who are rich. Remember, that's us. Command those who are rich in this present world. Not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. If God has given you extra, it's not so that you can become arrogant about it, not so that you can put your hope in that extra money that's sitting in in the bank account, rather than putting your your hope and trust in him. His purpose is. Was for, is, is for you to enjoy some of the extra. Self-indulgence says, this is all for me. I'm going to enjoy every last drop of this. Enjoyment says, some of this is for me. Because it's God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. It's a gift from God. The extra is a gift. When you give gifts at Christmas, you do it because you want to bring joy to the people you're, you're giving gifts. It makes you happy to see the joy that, that the gifts you're giving brings. It's the same for God. It makes him happy. Now, there's a wrong idea out there that to be a, a good Christian, to be a good person who follows God, you can't enjoy your, your money. And that, that comes from, from a story, or part of that idea comes from a story about a rich man that Jesus has a conversation with. In Matthew 19, Jesus told the rich man to sell all his possessions and give it to the poor. Imagine how you would react if Jesus asked you to do that. Just the extreme example that 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 was, the extreme response that was. Well, this man, he went away sad because he loved his money and he wouldn't do that. But the pattern in Scripture is not that Jesus says that to everyone. He doesn't say, go sell your possessions and give it all to the poor, to everybody. So we can't take that one passage of Scripture and make it a universal truth or or guideline for for all of our lives. A principle of, of biblical interpretation is not that you build doctrine, what you believe. You don't build it on just one verse, but you look at, at, at the totality of the Bible to see what is said about it. And so here's what's really going on 
in this passage. Jesus knew the heart of that man. And he loved his money. His hope, his trust was in that money. But, so Jesus asked him to sell it all. And that was just a specific command for that, that one man. So it's not wrong for me to watch my 40, 50, 60 inch TV with a good picture. It's not wrong. It's not wrong to go to a fancy restaurant. These, these things can be experienced with joy as gifts from God. It's not wrong to enjoy things that money, money have bought. But enjoyment, it's not the only purpose. Because if enjoyment was the only purpose, then that would lead us right into the self-indulgence. The Bible goes on to show us in the next verse, after the one we just looked at, that the extra is also for sharing. 1 Timothy 6.18 says, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. So that was a continuation of the verse that we just talked about. That told us to enjoy the extra. Now it's saying, to, but to also to share it. God wants us to enjoy and share the extra. My family is, has been really blessed by people who have shared their extra w- with us. One way that, that that's happened is, um, like I mentioned, I have three, three young kids and they, they grow. They grow out of their clothes a lot. And um, we've, we've been blessed. We've gotten a lot of hand-me-down clothes from people. Their kids grew out of, out of clothes, and they, they gave us their hand-me-downs. They shared their extra with us. They could have sold those or did something else with them, but they shared their extra with us. Sharing, it, it can be done in a lot of, of different ways. Um, you can share what you have by giving people things that they need or... Um, things that you don't need anymore that, that they might need. You can share what you have by inviting people over for dinner, sharing your food with them, sharing your house. You can, you can share w- with people by contributing to, to toy drives, food, canned food drives, um, or Operation Christmas Child that we were a part of this last year, a couple years ago. That's a way you can share with people. You can share what you have by offering your time to help somebody. With a house project, car problem, you don't want me to help you with a car problem. Well, or a house project, I could, you know, if you tell me what to do, I could do it, but that's it. Or moving, you could, you could share by helping people, giving your time. We usually think of sharing um, as, as giving money or, or something like that, but it can be, a, it can be your time as, as well. Part of why God gives us extra is so that we share. Now, there is a warning in Scripture and in Second Thessalonians 3, 6 through 10, that, that tells us, sorry, the verse isn't here, but you can look it up later. But it tells us not to, to give to lazy people. There, there's a command to not do that because um, it won't be a help to them. But sometimes hardworking people, they're just in a real bind. They're in a pinch. They're in a real need. And we can use our extra to help those people out. And then another thing that the extra is for um, is a thank offering. In the Bible, there's two ways to, to, to give to God. Um, the first is a tithe. Um, we, we give 10% of the income that God gives us. Um, the purpose of this is to honor God and, and to declare his ownership of it all. So we give him a tithe. And then the second kind 
of, of, of gift is an offering. Um, this is anything in addition to the tithe. The, pers- the purpose uh, with an offering is gratitude. So let's take a look at Psalm 56, 12 through 13. This was written by, by a man named David. And he's writing this in response to God. God just saved him. He delivered him. He protected him from King Saul, who, who was trying to, to kill him. And this was, this was his response to that. Psalm 56, 12 through 13. I will present my thank offerings to you, for you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. So why, why does David give a, a thank offering here? Are words not enough? You know, Christmas bonuses are big this time of the year. Christmas bonuses, end-of-the-year bonuses, they're, they're big this time of the year. And a lot of times we, we can take those for granted as just um, part of what happens year in and, and year out. It's part of our, our compensation. But if you stop and think about what, what that is, what, what's going on with a, a Christmas bonus, the company or organization you're, you're working for, they could just say, you know, thanks. You're doing a good job. Really appreciate it. But what they're doing is they're taking money out of their profits and they're giving you a bonus. It's as a way to say thank you. There's more behind that than just the words. They're putting action with their words. Words of gratitude, are, they're, they're important. But a gift takes gratitude to another level. So a thank offering, it, it's an opportunity to thank God for what extra he's, he's given you. And it also it helps to advance God's mission in, in the world. Thank offerings, they can be given in a lot, a lot of different ways. Um, but we have an opportunity right now at, at Church in the Valley through our Christmas offering. It's, it's a thank offering. The offering is an opportunity to give some money beyond your, your normal tithes and offerings to the areas that, that you can see here on the, on the screen. There's also a, a, a flyer in your handout that has a list of the different areas that we're, we're giving our Christmas offering to this year. The, the first area you see there is the Church in the Valley Building and Expansion Fund. We, we're running out of room here at the Diamond Bar Center. Um, we got room in the, in the ballroom, although today it's a little more full than it has been the last couple of weeks, but the kids' space is really full. If you go back there and look, the classrooms, are, they're full. Um, so we're, we're looking at, at, at doing something different. So we're going to give to that. We're going to give some money to, to help, some, um, help some missionaries in Central Asia. We're going to give some money to help missionaries throughout the world. Um, the, the 176 network, that's a network of churches that we're a part of. We're, we're partnered together. We're teaming up to try and advance um, advance the gospel together. And then Christian Challenge Campus Ministries. Um, the, these are ministries that, that work on college campuses. We're going to give some money to them. And then we're also we're going to set some money aside for some local community needs so that we have some money um, set aside to help out as needs, as needs come up and arise. Over the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to be giving you some updates from where our Christmas offering money went last year. Um, so you can see how, how, 
the, the Christmas offering made an impact um, on, on the ministries that we gave to uh, last year. So today we're going we're gonna to start that, um, kick that off with, here's, a, here's an update, um, a video from Jeff Jemerson. He's a member at Church in the Valley, and he's also the director of Christian Challenge uh, Student Ministry at Cal Poly Pomona. So he's going to give us a quick update of, of how the Christmas offering helped him last year. My name is Jeff Jemerson. I am the Christian Challenge Director at Cal Poly Pomona. Primarily what I do is reach students with the gospel, get them plugged into small group Bible studies and discipleship groups, and then try to get them plugged into churches. Um, I appreciate very much the, the gift that I got last year from the Christmas offering from Church in the Valley. With it, we were able to... Uh, partnered with Campus Crusade on our campus to do an evangelism project together. We used the money for publicity and, and for speakers. And they were also able to help students go on a spring break project to Phoenix, Arizona, where a former student of mine uh, is planning a church in Scottsdale, actually. And so we helped them do evangelism, both in the city there and then at the Arizona State University and the University of Arizona. So thank you very much for what you were able to help us with last year. The money raised for this offering, it really has an impact. It has an impact on the, the ministries uh, that we give to as well as here at, at Church in the Valley. And it's a way that we can say thanks to God for how generous he is to us. So this year, um, just an update, we have a goal of, of $25,000 um, for the Christmas offering this year. So far, we've raised 5417 So we're a little over 20%. Uh, of the way there. We're accepting the offering now through, through, through January 31st. So um, you, you can take some time, pray about it, think, think how God might want you to give to that offering this year. We have so much to be grateful to God for. And God, he's given us extra to enjoy, share, to, to give. The more we truly understand um, what God did for us by sending his son to die on the cross for our sins, the more and more gratitude is just going to flow out of our lives. And that's my hope and my, my prayer is that as we go through this series, we, we all get a better understanding of what, what it is that, that God has done for us, how generous he has been with us, and that we all take some action and respond to, to his generosity to us. As I wrap up the message today, I'd like to invite the worship team to, to come up um, and the ushers to, to get ready to receive, the, receive our offering this morning. Um, you can go ahead and take out that connection card that was uh, Matt talked about in your, your program and finish filling out any information or there might be some next steps that you want to respond to the message to today. The next steps are found on the back of that connection card there. Here's a couple next steps that, that we have um, today. The, the first is, um, my next step today is to just express my gratitude to God this week. Take some time. Reflect on the extra that God's given you and, and how generous he's, he's been to you. Um, another next step might be to pray and consider what God wants me to do with the extra in my life. Ask God, what, what do you want me to do with that extra? And then there's also there's just a, a blank line there. 
Uh, maybe God spoke to you in a different way, and you just want to fill that out there as a way to respond to the message this morning. Would you pray with me as we continue to worship? Lord, we just thank you for the extra that, that you've given us. We thank you um, just for the direction that, that you give us, that you want us to enjoy it. Um, you want us to share it. You want us to, to give thank offerings. Thank you so much um, for all that you've done for us. And just pray um, that you would help us to respond in the, in, in the way you want us to this week, uh, to the message, and just help us to really just focus in on your genero- generosity through this Christmas season. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.